Welcome to another episode of Joy Sounds, music you need to know, where we bring you the brightest emerging and breaking artists. I'm your host, Chris Sampson, and today we meet a truly captivating artist, Lou Roy. Our show today runs a little longer than most of our shows, but our conversation and her performances were just so engaging that I didn't want to leave anything out. I talk with Lou Roy about lonely desert bars with drum machines and what artists can learn from their dogs. Spoiler alert, it's a lot. We also discuss a breakthrough moment for Lou Roy when she came to understand her true gift. Lou performs three highly confessional songs live from the Joy Sound Studio, including Bite, Ari Knew Before Me, and If I Don't Get On TV. So please, welcome Lou Roy. She makes music you need to know. Hi. So nice to have you. <laughs> it's good to be here. Yeah, Thank so you. tell me about Leroy. Tell me about what's what uh, what's the vision that you have? All right. So uh picture you're driving down the highway in the desert. Okay. And you're alone and you need gas. Okay. In the middle of the highway, it's only desert, but then there's one gas station. And you go to the gas station and you fill up and then there's like a neon sign and the neon sign is, is a Miller light. Right. Turns out the gas station is a bar. You go into the bar and there's very well-dressed people in the bar and there's drum machines, but then there's also a sad crooning woman. And But you want to dance. And you do dance for a while with this crooning woman and the Miller light and the well-dressed people. But then you get back in your car and keep driving down the mm. desert highway. Mm. And that is what I would like to bring to that's the world. That's the image. That's, that's the, the image. That's the picture. Mm -hmm. Is it, um, there's a lot going on in that image. There sure is. Yeah. The, the, what I, what I say to you, uh, the quick pitch, I guess, would be like a cowboy disco with a hint of regal France. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm on board. I mean, you've, you've sold me, and I'm intrigued. I'm like all about this. Good, good. Yeah. Is this, is this something that you're drawing from your personal experience, or is this, is this just sort of a, a storyline that, that you have to explore a little bit? Well, I think that... Um... God, I, as you know, have been through cycles of genre. Right. And started out as artists as, do. As artists do, thank yeah. God. You right. know, thank God we're always changing. That's right. great. Um, I started out as like a R&B soul. You remember that? Yes. R&B and soul. And, yes. and then I just had a crisis and was like, oh, God, no. And then. Um, also one of one of a series of crises of, yeah, that yep, you had, yep, which is cool. I don't, yep. yeah. Oh, no. I lo I'm yeah. very thankful they, for all of the crises. They came with the genre changes. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So because then I decided I wanted to be Bon Iver and just like picked up the banjo right. and was like, well, this is the real me. This is it. Here we are. We've arrived. This is the final form, <laughs> idiot. And, um, <laughs> you know, and then I had a cri another crisis again. Right. And uh, it took me a while to come to terms with who I am and like how to include all that I want to make into one thing. And for a while I had a different project and it was successful in many ways and I'm so grateful for it. But right. it ultimately I felt disconnected because I felt like I was forcing things out that I wanted to let in. Sure. 
Um, and and the new music and the new image, it feels like it incorporates more of what I am and it leaves room to take or leave pieces Beautiful. of art. And uh, that it, it feels a lot more free. Great. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. How does one go about or how do you go about taking that incredibly evocative image of the desert scene and the lonely bar with drum machines. Mm-hmm. And how do you start to convert that image into sound? What, how how yeah. does that happen for you? Well, uh, God, you know, to be honest, people, the, I know that the right thing to do in terms of sound and making songs and songwriting is to do it every day. And I know that I know that that's the right thing to that's do. That's because that's what you've been told, <laughs> right? Told, yeah. And I and I try and do it every day, but honestly, I I feel like I am responsive to emotion rather than a creator of a moment. Like I have to be responding to some some inner calling that is like you have to make this right now. Um, and, and I think that like a lot of the sound of the, of the image, like it's born from a very true place, which you can't manufacture by writing every day. Um, and, and writing every day obviously has its merits because it's a practice in the craft and, and I do try and do it. But again, the Lou Roy that I am, the music that I make that really makes it out there, that comes from some weird mystical you know, ugh, I hate that word, but no, it does. We get it. Yeah. It, we get it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it comes from somewhere else that is yeah. not necessarily my routine. And so there's an element of mystery and, and ritual that is um, a part of that sound. I love that. And you, you've you honored it. You've tried to to capture that because really, who, who said that writing every day was necessary? <laughs> Definitely not you, no, my I songwriting would. teacher. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> never, I would have never said that. So. It, it, you know, and I don't want to shit on that or anything because it's like really oh, amazing no. and and good and hard to do. But I'm just saying, and may that, it served a served a purpose at a specific time. Of course, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to justify anything that I said or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I just I just think that like I'm really grateful that there's some mystery that's like yes. I eyes don't get it. Yes. I don't get fully where it comes from. I know that I like drum machines and I like slide guitar. And, you know, like those two things reconciled, uh, that creates the image to me, those two sounds. Yes. But like what story they're telling, I don't have any control over that. Right. Yeah. Let them tell the story. Yeah. Whenever that may come about. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. I've heard the word drum machines several times and now mm. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm intrigued because- <laughs> Drum machine showed up at a desert bar in your description. <laughs> did, did did drum machines work their way into your yes. songs or writing process? Tell me about that. Yeah, they did. So um, the latest work that I'm finishing up this week is called Bite. And um, it, uh, it was born as a piano ballad, like mm-hmm. really slow, sad, crying. Because you've got feelings. I've got feelings, Chris. I, Christopher, I, I, I I've, I've got feelings. Um, and I was just sitting there, you know, like, you know, 40 BPM, fucking crying right, and right. just, you know, whatever. And then I was like, this is, nope, no, I can't, I can't show anyone this. And um, 
So I programmed a beat in the not not a real drum machine, unfortunately. It was a Pro Tools drum machine. Um, but I wrote the whole song. I, I or I reformed the whole song mm-hmm. just to the drum beat. Yeah. And then added very sparse arrange arrangements with fly guitar and right, right. um um like percussive sort of piano like holding the strings on the piano so they're muted. Ah cool. Yes. You know like keeping everything the drums and the beat they drive the whole song and when we um my producer Sam Wilkes um when we produced the song, we took it into the studio and we had a live drummer. Uh-huh. But what we did was have him play the loop and then manipulate and adjust it so it added another level that can be taken away and removed for dynamics because the only problem with the drum machine, obviously, is that right, it's right. same thing the whole time. So in order to give it some you dynamic... Made it, you made yeah. him a musical drum machine. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but the drum machine as a writing tool for me is huge. Um, cause my voice is my strongest instrument. It's my, I have the most knowledge of it. My yeah. arrangements are all based in the voice yes. and like every part that every guitar part, every bass part, like those are things that I have sung first. Um, and with a drum machine, like I don't sing drums. So that's the thing that like is a catalyst for all the other pieces that I'm going to write. And I also think that the most powerful music to me is, um, Percussive and yeah, yeah. like smart vocal arrangements. I love that. And that's where you begin. And that's where I begin. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what my writing process starts at. Yeah. Yeah. Almost always. There seems to be also a bit of a, a contrary or even paradoxical element to the song Bite because you've got this groove born from a drum machine mm-hmm. set against this highly confessional personal song. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. there's this almost kind of like light and dark Right. Uh, elements kind of clashing together, which I find I always find that intriguing in songwriting. When you've yeah. got you've got this sort of upbeat elements, but you dig beneath the surface, and it's it's far from upbeat. Right. Well, I mean, back to our lonely bar in the yeah. desert. You know, like that's um, the disco part of it. The disco part of it is important for delivering the message, and and I I think it's like easier to feel. In a way, like I think it's easier to to let in the sadness and, and truth of the song when when you're accompanied by something you can move to. Yeah. Um, not always, but for this song, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It was also strike. It struck me the language and the vocabulary mm. that you chose in this is so direct. It's so immediate. There's no dare I say fat on it. It just goes right from it, right from the opening line, right? Mm, yeah. What's that opening line again? Remind it's me um, too much TV, too much sweet, too much talking in my sleep and not to you, babe. Yeah. Yeah. Taking on, or not taking on, just surrounding myself with crappy distractions mm. in order to avoid a, com- a hard conversation. Yeah. Um. My God, I love TV. TV is uh, fucking incredible. <laughs> I love TV. TV's so good, you know? It just yeah. feels so good. Yeah. Ugh, but but I know. But it's like, you know, after a while, you're like watching... T- well, I'm like watching TV. And after a while, I'm like, I have to turn this. <laughs> I should re-enter <laughs> I need, humankind. I should re-enter yeah. the world a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Huh? Yeah. But I mean, you know, anxiety. 
anxiety. It's tossed around a lot, right? Everybody's right, talking sure. about anxiety because everyone has anxiety, okay? I, and I, I think, think that's starting to become a universal truth. I think so. Well, I think it's always been true, but I think that people don't want to say it or yeah. I haven't wanted to say it, but yeah. now it's like very funny and in vogue to say, I am mentally ill. Right. And, um, you know, whatever, just everybody copes differently for right, sure. Right. And that's certainly one of my coping mechanisms yeah. is, is just television and entering a place where I am not constantly beating the shit out of myself. Right. Um, right. Mm. But but anyways, the song, you know, addresses when it when it becomes too much and, and when it when it starts to feel more bad than, yeah. than helpful. Yeah. Um, because, you know, underneath anxiety like what am i not addressing yeah. and um in in the case of this song i was not addressing a difficult uh conversation with yeah. with the person i love i i and i can so relate i think everybody can relate I we, think all, so. we all have our defense mechanisms we all have those places we hide mm -hmm. and uh i think it takes a um an artist to plumb those areas you know to kind of pull that out mm. and be brave enough to be so confessional, if I may. Sure, thank you. Yeah, thank you. yeah. Um, I'd love to hear this song. Yeah, but, all right, you guys. But it. now after the whole buildup of talking about drum, drum machines, machine, yeah. this will be without a drum machine because you just got a guitar in yourself. Yeah. And so this will be the real stripped down version of it. Yeah. Well, also, you know, it's kind of interesting because when it comes out, you don't know what the beat's going to be. You don't know. Hey. hey it's, a, it's a mystery. And you get a special version of it. Hey, we'll just tease that yeah. right there. Mm -hmm. so yeah. This is the special version. The, the special stripped, version. stripped yeah. down non-drum machine version mm -hmm. uh, of Lou Roy performing Bite. Too much TV, too much sweet, too much talking in my sleep. And not to you, babe Not to you, babe Rock a bye, baby Get you to bed I only ever wanna be your friend It's not enough to say I've gotta treat you that way but I bite so hard sometimes I bite so hard I cry Sacred sunlight kissing your head Awake you and pretend it was an accident Cause I'm afraid, babe Your dreams give me away And I bite so hard sometimes
instead of what we couldn't say out loud And I bite so hard sometimes I bite so gorgeous and now i cannot mm. wait to hear the drum machine version or the oh. the, the other version so thanks mm. for that i appreciate <laughs> yeah, that no, it, it seems like one of the things that i love about your artistry and i love about artists in general is, is that you seem to have a sensitivity and an ability to observe and get into the human condition it almost kind of seems like a preoccupation with you whether it's mm. you <laughs> or other people Ugh, yeah <laughs> you know that's what you that seems to turn you on that seems to kind of like uh engage you this sort of learning about how people work yeah and is that is that part of like sort of how you get fueled as an artist definitely i mean not just people, but dogs. And dogs, of course. <laughs> we I can mean, learn so much about the human condition from, from dogs. From dogs. Well, okay. The human condition as it relates to dogs. Here we go. So a brief history. About a year ago, my dog, who I love more than anything in the world, he almost died and he had two oh, no. yeah, he had two spine surgeries and like you know, there was points where they were like, oh, he's he's going to die. Oh. And um, he didn't. So, but here's here's the deal. I was like staying up all night and I have panic attacks. So I was having a good number of panic attacks. And, and I had this very <laughs> irrational thought, um, at the, which seemed irrational at the time, which was I would trade any, because I had just gotten signed. I had just gotten signed at this point. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I would trade any success that I've had as an artist, as a musician, for my dog to be okay. Yes. And that thought, it really bummed me out because I was like, what the? F no, wow. like that's my whole life. Like, why am I having this thought? And I spoke with Sam Wilkes about it. And he imparted some wisdom on me that has changed my life. Sam, your producer. Sam, yes, Sam, my. Among other things. Uh huh. Yes. yes, my friend, my producer, my my muse at points. Um, yeah. He, I told him I had this thought and he said that he actually got um, the same sort of spiel from his friend, Sam Gendel, who they, they do a lot of work together. And Sam Wilkes said to Gendel, or sorry, the other way around, Gendel said to Wilkes, mm -hmm. music is not your gift. 
And Sam Wilkes freaked out and was like, what, what, what do you mean? What do yeah. you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. And Gendel pointed out that music is the, is the vehicle. It's the catalyst. But your true gift is joy and positivity yeah. and, and what you can bring to people through your positivity and your relentless joy and, and just like being so there for people in that way. And what Wilkes imparted upon me, my gift, is immense empathy and a very um, tuned-in ability to see people and myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but empathy for me, like, okay, here's a, here's a little fact about me. Please. Uh, <laughs> I have what I refer to as inner asshole empathy pains. Oh. <laughs> and what this that... Is a, this sounds yes. like a, a, a new um, psychiatric term <laughs> that I have not heard of. So, yes. Since I was a kid, uh, since I can remember, if I see an old person or an old dog or a kid, like, fall on the playground, I get these chills in my arms and in my inner asshole. Whoa. Oh, and, oh I see. Yes. yes and it, and it, it, like, goes through my whole body. I get these very physical reactions. And I think it's a form of synesthesia, I think, but is, is what I've come to understand. But, like, for me, that's always been true. And so when my dog as a kid got really old, I was just, like, constantly, oh. you know, seizing up. And I can feel yeah. I can feel the pain when I see it in other people. And um, so when Sam is imparting this on me, that, that empathy is my gift, um, creatively, it just opened up this whole thing because it was like I'm, I was drilling, uh, drawing from a different well that was like, uh, I'm not trying to make music. I'm trying to express empathy. I'm trying to... Beautiful. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, tap tap into something, and my vehicle is music. Yes, and I mean Sam Gendel and Sam Wilkes. They they don't even know how how huge this piece of information is for me, and and realizing my true gift, and realizing you know the people that are important to me, like what they're really bringing to the table, aside from good music, good food. Like I know that my friends are making beautiful music and making just incredible art and good things for the world. Right. But what makes it good is not the art itself. It's the intention behind the That's art. Right. And it's like, you know, I, I could go on and on about the gifts that my friends have. And and it's all truly because of Wilkes and Gendel who like gave this me a, this huge insight. This is a turning point for you. It absolutely is. And and it it released the pressure off of my like artistry because it's like oh that's what i'm drawing from yeah yeah like that's that's it you know if if sam is drawing from uh positivity and and joy and just a pursuit of that uh then he's he's free to 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 make whatever comes out of that it's his compass mhm to- compass is exactly the right word mm-hmm. yes yeah yeah does it do you find that a gift like empathy, which by the way, knowing you, I completely agree, um, can also be a burden because you can also get tuned into. Well, yeah, I seize issues. up. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> naturally, but yeah. issues like jealousy. And, oh boy, you yeah. know these types of things that that yeah. you that you 
are maybe hyper in tune with because of this gift. Again, it can cut both ways, it seems like. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a very, I'm a highly sensitive person, Mm -hmm. which I'm highly sensitive to others and myself. And um, I mean, jealousy, that, that word, oh, my God, I've had to deal with so much of that and and just come to terms with that I am jealous of people and that is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, because I don't act, it's not like I do anything sinister or mean. I just sit at home and grumble, grumble, you know? Like, I'm just like, well, fuck me. You right, know, right, like, right, it's, yeah. it's yeah. never an anger at them. It's just, it's hard for me to like um, be okay with the fact that whatever I'm jealous of it's not happening right now, but yeah. it probably will. Yeah. And like, um, oh God. I mean, I just, I would love some, I, I'm always working toward accepting the pieces of myself that are not the coolest, you know? And like, because I, I know I'm a pretty decent person, but you wouldn't think so if you lived in my brain. Like <laughs> you, <laughs> you're trying to convince yourself otherwise, yeah, right? Yeah, ex- exactly. I just spend every waking moment being like, "Hey, you're a piece of shit, yeah. right?" Yeah. <laughs> but like, ah, uh, those voices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you know, the rational person who speaks out only in therapy is like, "Um, mm-hmm. excuse me, ma'am. No, I'm not a piece of shit. Right. Thank you very much." <laughs> uh, I deny that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna go ahead. Object. Objection. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, but it's, it, it's, uh, you seem very honest with yourself. And, I know that that's a process. Well, that'll be the 15 years of therapy. Chris. Yeah, that'll, yeah, okay, all right. So, all right, we'll, we'll we'll check back in on you in 15 years. See how we do. Um, but I know that there's been some artistic inspiration that you've drawn from moments when you haven't been completely honest with yourself, or maybe just not yeah. in touch with um, the 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 truth of you. As yep. the way you know it now. Is yeah. That, you, you, you would agree, huh? I would agree. I mean, the the next song that I'd like to play, I mean, you, here, here we go. You're hitting the nail on the head uh, okay. here. I mean. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> now I know I've asked a good question because she has to prepare have herself to, yeah, for the like, answer. Inhale, exhale. Um. <laughs> All right. So uh, you want to talk about being completely honest with yourself. Um. All right, here's when I first knew. I'm 10 years old, sitting in my uh, parents' living room, mm. homesick from school, and my favorite show to ever exist, Xena, Warrior Princess, is on. It's a kick-ass show. Oh, it's a fucking kick-ass show, kick-ass and show. I love it. Yeah. To this day, I watch it all the time. Yep. Anyways, I'm sitting there, and I know Xena's the hottest living person to ever exist, and to men and women alike. To men and women alike. Yeah. And I know that I'm watching Xena and Gabrielle kiss in a hot tub, and I know something's going on there. But but instead, I'm just going to push that aside for a long time. And I did. I pushed that aside for a mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the song that I'm going to play you is a song called Ari Knew Before Me. And it's about a friend from college who who told me that she liked me. Um, she's gay, and she told me, "Hey, you know, I think uh, I got feelings for you." And me, and in uh, this was, I think, the junior year of college. Oh, I had pushed, 
I had pushed this knowledge very far to the back of my head. And my response to her was, <laughs> I'm straight. And she was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, anyway, I, I might beg to yeah, differ. Huh? Yeah. And she was right. Of course she was right. Of course she was right. And um, it just breaks my heart because I didn't, I didn't accept this part of myself for for a long time until so about a year or two ago, mm. and um, I was in a, I am in a wonderful relationship with a man, and um, I I just started having panic attacks and I couldn't sleep anymore, and I finally told him, you know, hey, I I am attracted to women as well, and he was so amazing about it and so cool and. Um, I've I've since explored explored it and yep still into it. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> um, but anyways, not the song. A phase, yeah, huh? nope. Oh my god. Oof, yeah, <laughs> don't get me started on that shit. But right, like, right. um. Anyways, the song is a bit of a. I wish I knew. I wish I got it. Yeah. I wish I got it because this was a special person and, um. I wish that fear didn't win and and I just I I wish that I knew. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful setup. So let's hear this song. Sure. So this is Ari New Before Me, performed by Lou Roy here at Joy Sounds. Ari knew before me and I wish I could have been there to see her dancing around my room Stealing glances, making moves I was busy pressing rewind For the tape I kept on loop Says I don't belong with you But are Hardly moved before me as I said You misread me And you sunk into yourself Felt the fierce on the school hill Know if I could turn back time Well, we'd be cruising down the sand Breathing smoke of Parisians, but are you before me?
temple to your neck, but already before me that song <laughs> thanks i now that i know the story <laughs> i'm going to now declare this my new favorite song <laughs> what i love about this is it's heartbreak it's a heartbreaking song but on two levels i think that there's heartbreak about you denying yeah. you know understanding who you were and then there's heartbreak about this missed opportunity in this relationship we've got heart we oh the heartbreak is stacked upon itself. Yeah. Sorry, I don't no, mean no, I don't no, mean no, to no. rub it in, but I'm just I'm I'm moved by this. I'm moved. Oh, thank you. No, yeah. it was a very this was a this was not born on a drum machine. This was born out of um a Joni Mitchell tuning for her song Little Green that I learned. When in doubt, go to Joni Mitchell. That never true words have never been said. Right? Can I tell you just real quick Joni Mitchell uh Sidetrack. Please. I think that one of my favorite songs of all time is Night Ride Home, which is title track off of her album, Night yes. Ride Home. And I think that that is because she captured a feeling that is so specific and, and the moment is so small. But it's about when you're um, driving home after a gig. And like, there's this joy and serenity that's there, but it's really specific. And the, fir- the opening line of the song is, once in a while, in a big blue moon, there comes a night like this, like some surrealist invented this Fourth of July. Oh, just fuck me, oh, you know? Like it is man. so, it's so special. And she paints this, you know, four minutes of 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 peace that is so specific to a musician, first of all, right? Mm-hmm. And um. Just, I, I don't know. I don't know. That song to me is so, 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 so brilliant. And But talk about the uh, ultimate art of songwriting, to be able to capture yeah. just the A most, pin drop moment. A pin drop moment. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and expand it into a world. It's amazing. Oh. Yeah. Let's just take a moment and admire that a bit. Okay, that okay. was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, no, <laughs> and, but, but connecting it to you, it's hard for me to imagine that Lou Roy would have existed without Joni Mitchell. She, Is she that, wouldn't. Yeah. She would not exist without Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Um, Joni Mitchell, first of all, paved the way for so, so, so many artists, men and women alike. Yeah. But um, for me specifically, Lou Roy was incubating while I was um, obsessed with Blue obsessively mm, listening to mm, blue mm-hmm. um all day every day and cuz like it took me it took me a while to to really understand Joni Mitchell. I didn't understand Joni Mitchell until about 2 years ago. Yeah. 
And then when it clicked for me, it clicked harder than almost anything I've ever experienced. Like it was the same thing for Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple and Joni Mitchell are the two artists for me that live so deep in my heart that like, it's hard. It's honestly hard to talk about, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. I feel this way about The Lord of the Rings, too. Like, I love The Lord of the Rings so, so much, and it clicks on a very yeah. primal level, like these two artists. But when it gets into your bones, yeah. when it gets into your DNA, you just can't deny it. It is, it yeah. is who you are. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, anyways, Little Green, off of Blue. Yeah. It's in the open G, and that's where Ari new before me lives beautiful so mm-hmm. we even got a sprinkle of Joni Mitchell into that story so that, <laughs> that yes. is fantastic um I've had the pleasure of knowing you for many years or a good number of years and I um have had the privilege of watching this artistic development and you're absolutely right understand these gifts of of empathy and uh, see how that ex- is expressed I've also known you as somebody very ambitious. Mm. <laughs> and I also know that you've wrestled with ambition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just kind of want to know uh, how you, how you not necessarily reconcile, but h- how do we deal with the tug of war about like what you want? Yeah. You know, versus who you are, you mm-hmm. know, because that's can be at odds with each other sometime. Well, yes, I th- I think... I think so. Um, oh my god! In terms of in terms of ambition, you know, I've been. By the I've way, been I've always from, thought it was a positive thing. I've always admired your drive. Thank you. And your ambition. Yeah. So I, I want to frame it as a positive. Aspect. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I've been singing since kindergarten. Like the first talent show I ever did was kindergarten or first grade, and I sang Sean Colvin "Diamond in the Rough." Oh. You know is there a video? We got to get video. In the rush. Oh, it's so good. Um, there is a video. I'm wearing a pink rose skirt, and it's excellent. Oh, my goodness. And, um, anyways. That's got to be part of the Joy Sounds outtakes, but we'll, we'll, we'll cross <laughs> that bridge when we get there. Yeah. yeah, well, I'll try and find it for you. But okay. <laughs> um, it, uh, I, there has been no doubt in my mind ever that I was going to be a singer. Like, that's been my whole life, my whole life. Yep. Um, Except for a small stint in third grade where I saw the Prince of Egypt and was like, I'm going to be an Egyptologist. (laughs) But that's only because I thought Cartoon Moses was hot. Um, All right. Yeah. Anyways. I'm learning so much about you. You really are. Yeah. Um, Aside from the brief (coughs) stint of Egyptology, it's always been music. And... um, Sometimes it has, sometimes that actually breaks my heart because um, the music industry, we both know, it's not the kindest, not the kindest place in the world. It can be complicated. It can be complicated. And especially, you know, I, like I said earlier, you know, I've been trying on all sorts of hats and like um, nothing wrong with that. Of course, there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm, again, super grateful that I did all the deep dives that I did. Um, to arrive at this place. But I think that I just felt um, like I didn't, there wasn't a place for me in the music industry. And, and, and when that is met with, but this lives in my bones, like this, yes, this is my yeah. destiny, you know, yes, like yeah. those two things are an immovable, an in, 
immovable object meeting an unstoppable force. And the, that hurts. It hurts yeah. a lot. That being said, I am maybe the luckiest person that's ever lived because I get to pursue my dream. Ah. Like I, I am in an incredible position where I went to an, a high school that was so supportive and so like well-equipped to develop me as a singer-songwriter. And then I went to USC again that was so well-equipped to develop me as a singer-songwriter. Just hold me like a baby bird up to the sun and say, grow, bird. That was school. And then, you know, so it's like I... I recognize my privilege as a as a white woman who gets to just fucking cruise, okay? Mm. But um you know anyways, look, I'm So there's just, gratitude. We there's have, we, so much gratitude. We have lots of gratitude. Lots that. of gratitude. And and but that's not to erase the pain, you know, yeah. of 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 being let down all the time. Um, by the music industry. I'll mm-hmm. say it. I'll say it. Yeah, she said it. <laughs> um, so, so anyways, I mean, what was the question? Ambition? I don't know what the and... question was. I mean, but we're getting at it. We're, yeah. we're, we're really getting at this idea that, you, you know, um, it's, it's uh, the, yeah, the goals that you want to attain, but you, you, you know that your path and your current circumstances mm-hmm. is, is, uh, Something to be envied. Yes. And so it's probably difficult for you sometimes if you ever feel the need to um, perhaps complain or... Yes. Yeah. So I, 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 I get it. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners get that completely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm so, I'm so GD lucky. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and I do have to say one beautiful thing is, is that right now the music industry is large enough that you're going to be heard. We're gonna well, we find a place for you. <laughs> There's just it's it's, yeah, it's like you're too much of an artist, you know. And I'm not here to prop you up. I'm I'm just here to say your 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 artistry is ready to be heard. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, but a theme I think that you captured, or this theme that we're talking about, was captured in this next song that um, I'm going to ask you to play. Sure. And yeah, I love yes. I love the title of it, uh, If I Don't Get on TV. Right. I've yeah. felt that way, you know? I was yeah. like, oh, you know, and, and I have to say that one of the, I don't know if this plays into the song, but for me personally, I always felt a lot of obligation to the people who supported me that I had to be a rock star. Oh, my God, I was yeah. told my entire life I was going to be a rock star. As was I. And As was I. I didn't turn out to be a rock star. Um, In some ways, you did. Thank you. Thank you. Um, But, um, you know, it was kind of like if I don't get on TV symbolized a lot, you know, because if Mm -hmm. I didn't get to be a rock star, I was going to, I don't want to let myself down. I was going to let a lot of people down. Is that that part of this? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, like I said, I've been singing since I was a kid. And when I was a good singer when I was a kid, too. And so you get a lot of people that are like, Oh, I'll see, you, I'll see you at the Grammys. I know, right? I'll see you at the Grammys, man. Wow, you are you are going to be so famous. Oh my god, and that sucks. You if I have a kid, I will help. never can't help ever. but believe it or feel it. All that obligation. It right? is. It is. It is pressure. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to go so far as to say it is nagging a person. It is nagging a child because they're jealous. Mm. I will say that when when adults would say, oh, "I'll see you at the Grammys," 
it was said with a tone of, you're going to be successful and I resent you for it. Ooh. And it hurt. It hurt me every time because that's not a compliment. Mm. It's not a compliment. A compliment is, you have such a beautiful voice. Thank you. Thank you for singing, and I'm so glad to have you here. See with the Grammys, ugh, is not a compliment. And and um, so yeah, oh my god, I just felt s- like a like a zoo animal, like a dancing yeah. dancing zoo animal for for such a long time, and um, and I felt it as pressure. You know, I felt it as pressure to succeed. And um, that song certainly like addresses addresses that and see, seeing my destiny as see you with the Grammys, you know, see, seeing it, seeing it like that. But um, that song for me is like, can we just laugh? Can we just laugh nice. at how insane it is that I, that I have this, you know, crazy idea pressure that I have to be a wildly <laughs> successful rock star, you know, like, can we just wink at it? Because I need it. I need to take the power away from that idea. Um, be- so this is a lighthearted song. Well, in a way, in a way, yes. It, a way. For me, it's very lighthearted, and I just I use it as a way to to just laugh at it. Like it's such a ridiculous concept that my life is over unless I'm a huge rock star, you know? And of course I want to be a huge rock star. Who doesn't want right, to be a rock right. Come on, get out of here. Exactly. That's the that's the truth. That's honest. But I also I come on. I have such a beautiful life and and the bridge line, you know, baby does it hurt being free? It's like you idiot, you got to come on. You got all <laughs> this amazing stuff and you're free. And and uh, you know, just just taking a moment to step back step out of the world of you have to be crazy successful see with the Grammys kind of thing and just like recognizing how incredibly lovely life can be when removed from that mindset oh it sounds like there's a lot of self-care and healthy thinking going on in this song maybe maybe I, okay I, I hope so yeah. I think I think when I wrote it I was more beating myself up. Got it. Oh, okay. Because there is that color to it. Of course. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. There definitely is beating myself up, but I think it's taken on a new form for me yeah. over the past couple of years, which is like just a wink, you know, just winking at it. Love that. Okay. With that, we've got to now hear this song. <laughs> so this is If I Don't Get on TV by Lou Roy. Stick around The party's isn't over Tonight you said you wouldn't back up And all in your dreams You were carried by the team Out the door into the street So why not Give them everything you got The drink without a coaster The bite from baby rattlesnake And all I can be If I don't get on TV Pay my mortgage, get degrees 
does it hurt being free? bit of all that what i what i loved was how the song as you mentioned before we heard it has evolved for you mm, to become yeah. from you know come from that place that eh, maybe a dark spot too just kind of a come on let's let's not take this all that seriously yeah 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 i think that that's the mark of some really uh, a great song that has some staying power is is that it'll it'll mean different things for you right along the way how do you envision the future for Lou Roy? Where are we headed? Oh, where are we headed? We are headed for world domination. Great. Just kidding. Nothing short of world domination. (laughs) Um, We got an EP that's going to come out. Okay, Um, great. And after that, we got an album that I'm currently writing. And um, look, all I want to do, all I've ever wanted to do was get in a shitty van and go across the country and play. And go to Europe and play and mm. sing. That's all I ever want. In a different shitty van. In a different European with the, shitty with van. The steering wheel on the other side. Oh my god! Yeah, do you have to get a different license to do that? I, I don't know. Mm. I, I have not been brave enough to drive in in Europe mm. yet, so I don't know how you go about that. But okay, you let me know. I'll let you go know. Go break that ground. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So that's all I ever want to do is tour. Um, and so that's on the docket as yes, well. Yeah, videos, all the all the good stuff, all the content. You know, Great. I'm so excited to make it. Yeah. Um, and uh, hopefully, um, I think the closest thing to this ice uh, desolate bar on the desert in the desert it would be Pappy and Harriet's in, in Palm Springs. You know, all so right. maybe we'll go there, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's where you kick off this tour. I the think shitty you're right. Tour yeah, I think is, you're right. Yeah, uh, that's its location. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lou, I find you a compelling, complicated, deep, and wonderful artist. Well, thank you. And I, I, I think that um, uh, people are going to need to hear you. Mm, and uh, yeah, so and I think people are going to want to follow you and keep in touch with this because I know that this version of Lou Roy 
is going to be a different version five years from now because that's just the type of artist that you are. Um, so anyway, with that, mm-hmm. how, how, how would you like people to keep up with you and follow you? Uh, okay, well, I mean, your classics. You're, we're playing the hits here. We got hit. Instagram, which is Instagram and Twitter are both at underscore Leroy, L-O-U-R-O-Y. And um, website, singleroy.com. And um, I don't know. I mean, those things, those things are good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and keep an eye out for um, releases. Somebody, somebody releases. Yeah. And you pulling up to a desert bar in a shitty van. Please, that'll keep be me. Keep an eye out for that. Yep, that's, that'll be that's me. That's how they should follow you. Mm-hmm. So thanks to Lou Roy coming by the Joy Sound Studio. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and once again, my thanks to Lou Roy. You'll definitely want to keep an eye out for her when she pulls into your town in that van. Her live show is something that you won't want to miss. Is there an emerging artist you think I should know about? Or are you an artist who would like to be on the show? If so, visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com. Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate you subscribing, rating, commenting, and following us on social media. It's truly awesome to hear from you. So, all the best until next time. This is Joy Sounds, music you need to know. <laughs>